Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are, uh, mid-July, uh, getting to be mid-July. And, good morning. Uh, summer, good to see you. Summer keeps going. It's fun, isn't it, to be part Phenomenal. of... Uh, I know where you live and where I live. Um, we have... Uh, we're not like we're in uh, Hawaii where the temperatures are the same all the time. Right. Uh, snow and rain and cold and warm and hot. And it's uh, Summer is a fun welcome change, right? Yeah. <laughs> the nice thing about Colorado, um, it gets, you know, it gets warm. Um, our elevation is about close to 7,000 feet, mm-hmm. but because of you know, where Denver is, Denver's what called the Mile High City because it's basically, right. you know, 5280. Uh, so, yeah, we're higher than that, but it's not that we're on a, on a gigantic hill. It's just that, you know, the, the slope by the time it gets to Castle Rock, which we're south, is up, you know, another almost, you know, 15, 1600 feet high. But, and when we look in the distance, uh, we actually see the mountains that now are mm. going to be you know, 12,000, 14,000 feet high. So right. we, we get to see those. So um, uh, it gets warm even where we are. A typical summer day would be mid-80s, generally speaking, right. uh, which, you know, which is warm. and But um, no humidity. Not not humidity. So it's, it's kind of nice. And then it, uh, it you know, it can get into the low 90s. Once in a while, it'll get even hotter. Uh, but uh, so, you know, we need to be where we live in the mid-80s even. Well, you need air conditioning, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to, to function. And so, um, and we have solar, so it doesn't cost us anything to run it. So that's kind of Lucky cool. you. <laughs> uh, so, um, but what in Colorado, um, and this is every day, literally around, around the, uh, every day around the calendar, no matter where we, where we are, but there's a 35-degree difference between day and night. Mm-hmm. So that even when it's a mid eighty, it'll be down. You in, have a nice cool. It'll evening. be in the fifties, sometimes into the forties mm-hmm. at night, even in the summer. Like it like, does make like, packing for trips to Colorado a little more interesting. It does, yeah. <laughs> so like when I got my car this morning, and I, I get up early and come uh, come to my office, and uh, my this is where I podcast and stuff. But um, it was forty five degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we do um, is when the sun goes down. Um, we turn off the air conditioning, um, and we open up all the windows, mm-hmm. and it cools so that by the time we get up in the morning, it's significantly cool. And then, you know, until the it warms up during the day, we don't really have to turn it on. But we don't have the like a like a Texas or a Florida where at night you still got to have the air conditioning on because right. it can it can be miserable. So we're we're privileged here, and I know you guys kind of have that a little bit you get cool cool nights generally speaking we do get cooler nights that being said um dan is a big fan of air conditioning 
So <laughs> air conditioning does run at our house in the evenings, but boy, I love in the, in the spring and the fall, it does not have to for sure. Yeah. Um, but in the summer, he still, he wants to make sure um, because he likes, he likes the way it feels in the winter Yeah. at night when he's sleeping, he wants cold, cold. Yeah. So. And, and remember, <laughs> and this is, this kind of relates, and this is kind of a, in a funny way. Yesterday, you know, we talked about the issue of these awful things happening in, in the world and why doesn't God prevent them? Mm -hmm. um, and what really is blessing? Um, and does, how can God bless us, you know, in the middle of all that? Well, again, uh, and it's, it's hard for us to fathom, but let's, let's say we live in America mm -hmm. in 1920. Right. Economy's good. But we live in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Um, well, people don't have air conditioning. Right. It's hot. I mean, it's really hot in the summer. Yeah, my sister is heading to Waco right now, and it's 101 degrees. Yeah, 100, 100 degrees. So, yeah. so if we, who live today, and the way we live, and you just said it, mm -hmm. fundamentally, you got air conditioning on all the, all the time. Right. In Texas, and my and my son lives in Texas. They have air conditioning all the time. Right. They don't. They don't have cool nights. It's yeah. It's eighty degrees at night, you know, and uh, and then it goes up to a hundred. Okay. Now think about if you and I went back there in nineteen twenty, and we had to live, sleep, and occupy where there was never any cool at all. Right. What would we think? See, we would think, well, that's not very good. Mm -hmm. um, and this isn't that pleasant. And how come? How come? How come? And God says. You know, don't be so focused on your definition of good mm. is that the Christians, my, my fellow children who lived in Dallas, Texas in 1920, they could enjoy living in the covenant because their perspective, their, their, their way that they uh, did things, the way that they understood things, the way that they operated was different than, than your definition. Mm -hmm. of a blessing and they still could be blessed and they didn't get upset because because it was hot it's that they realized well this is part of the the way the world is right right um, oh that's a good illustration yeah, yeah. yeah so it really is good for us to keep remembering that um our definition of blessing tends to be immediate and it's kind mm -hmm. of personalized as to what we are, and God says, "Well, then, why are, why are you so shocked when the world is full of destruction and killing and destroying, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's problematic? But it doesn't limit me. So when I say it doesn't care, I'm going I'm to use a different terminology. It doesn't limit me. God speaking mm -hmm. from delivering to you the covenant. Um, yeah. And in the context of your life, whether you live in China or you live in 1920 Texas or you live in uh, Europe during World War II, I can deliver things to you. Um, do you have right a heart? In the do middle you, of it all. Do you have, yeah. a, have a heart to, heart to come, and, and it's uh, individualized. Um, and so, as part of the covenant, and this is a this is a beautiful part of the covenant, um, and that is that um, I will deliver to you my will. Mm -hmm. so that you understand it, you know how to walk with me to the places that I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. um, and I gotta demonstrate that to you and show you that, and it's a privilege of the covenant. Well, we got a question uh, about this uh, that you received from uh, someone, 
That's a fantastic question, and I'd like to spend a little bit of time on it. So go ahead and raise up the question, and then and we'll talk about it. Right. So um, I won't take the time to read the entire text out, but this is from a young lady, college age, in a serious relationship with another um, another college kid, and they have been having discussions about marriage and spouse and kids, and she feels very strongly that it is a spouse's come first. Um, and then kids, and he feels very strongly that there's not a hierarchy to that. Um, There are lots of things they pray about together, they agree on all of this, but her question is really, she's like, you know, I want to um, be humble and come under if there's something I need to learn or be corrected in, Um, yet I also want to honor what I believe God is saying, you know, how do I do this? Am I supposed to convince him of this? Is this a red flag? You know, these sort of things. And so my response really to her was, it's not your job to convince him. What you want to do is go basically say, hey, let's see what the word has to say about it. Let's see what God has to say. And then let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. And so in that, I think we want to talk about that that question a little bit, because it's something that really does. Um, this is a very timely question, I think, in our society, in our culture. Um, the hierarchy of things yeah. has been, <laughs> yes. So yeah, go. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, and um, and the and the funny thing is when you think of uh, of culture, for example, um, it's interesting. Their question <laughs> uh, is, um, you know, who's who's in the hierarchy? And right. what, what I didn't hear in that is, well, of course, it's the husband, um, right? Because culturally, that's where Christians tended to go. Is they they took the Ephesians verses, Ephesians five, uh, and this is uh, they take verses uh, twenty two mm-hmm. and on, and talks about the wife submit yourself to your husband, right? And husbands love your love your wife, and uh, they forget uh, the whole chapter basically, mm-hmm. uh, and it it has to do with uh, verse twenty one, uh, and that is submit to one another one another uh, okay so <laughs> so he's saying that um, and this is this is the question they, they're asking in a sense the wrong question because mm-hmm. um, they're thinking of okay how do we how do we process decision making in a way that we set up a good hierarchy of sequence of number one number two number three or maybe maybe not any uh, etc well they've asked the wrong question um, mm-hmm. God says and, and we're actually talking about the covenant. Um, the covenant, as we discussed even yesterday, is dependent on my, on me being with who? With God. With Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he's the holder of the covenant and issues that to us by speaking and directing and leading, delivering his will mm-hmm. to us. Okay, so we must be in Christ. Okay, now, um, if we're in Christ, what have we done? We've denied self. Mm-hmm. We've taken up the cross, uh, stood on the fact that he's given us the opportunity to live beautiful life with him, covenant life with him. Uh, he's conquered Satan. Uh, the requirement of perfection has been released. Mm-hmm. And I get to now walk with him and what he says is, "Walk with me where in the kingdom, mm-hmm. okay? Where the power is, where the where the where the ability to deliver the covenant, because the authority is superior there, 
than the world. So your circumstances and your decisions and all the things that you're going to have to make decisions about are going to be delivered to you. Where? Surrendering your will to me and seeking my will. Okay, so there's Mm -hmm. a question. Is It's not about how do we do something. It's rather what, what are we doing? And the question is, we're seeking God's will. Mm-hmm. Why? Now think about the simplest reason. Why? Why would I seek God's will? Because His will is best. Is best better. and then better. He already knows about what everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. So, uh, what young couples, particularly, and then we'll talk about older couples. Um, you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of decisions coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we handle? Uh, uh, enjoying each other as we're married now? How do we handle raising children? How do Mm -hmm. we handle finances? How do we handle holidays with my family and your family and my brothers and my sisters and your stuff and people that are causing us trouble? And um, how do I handle travel? And how do I handle vacation? And what, what about that first house we're going to go get? And right. where's that going to be? And what about the church we're supposed to be part of and the fellowship? And it's just on and on and on and on and on. Um, so uh, it's the, 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 the process is um, to seek God's will. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we know something about that as a couple. Uh, and this is Genesis 1, uh, 24 and 25. But it says... Uh, you should leave your father and mother and do what? Mm-hmm. What does it say? And cleave to each other. Cleave to each other and become one. Mm-hmm. Live in harmony. Okay, so there is a relationship that is primary in a marriage, and it's me and my spouse. Right. Um, that is the primary relationship. Uh, now think about why, because the two of us are called to be what? called to be one okay so of all of the relationships he says I've created you who get married and by the way he said um, and I and I I speak this to singles who uh, I know struggle with this uh, but uh, it says it is not good that Mm -hmm. you what be alone. For man to be alone. For man and women to be alone I'm not asking you unless I called you to singleness which is very rare um, I'm calling you to get married and so don't give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay with me. I have somebody for you. Um, I want you to get married. It's not good that you're, you're alone, and I want you to get married. Uh, and when, the, when you get married, the two of you are now called to go to oneness, and the oneness is agreement mm-hmm. about what? God's will. You're always okay. called to go to oneness. Now, he says every other relationship doesn't have to go there. It's, mm-hmm. I, it's better if it does, but it doesn't have to go there because your children could walk away from you. Your children don't join you in that, but it doesn't require, it doesn't change you to live in my will. Your family can to do that. Your church mm-hmm. can do that. Your inner circle could even do that. Um, he says, I, I, it's better, and we'll talk about the verse there, uh, that if you dwell in unity, but the only, only relationship that I'm asking you to stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, is you and your spouse. To what? Right. Come to an agreement. Now, and we'll see what that looks like with God to seek His will. And the two mm-hmm. of you are called to do that absolutely 100%. And 
interesting enough, everybody else doesn't have to. It'd be better. Right. And when they don't, like for example, and this is true with a lot of people that I deal with right now who have adult children, is man, these kids are really making stupid decisions, and they're and they're walking away from God, and they're causing themselves all kinds of trouble, and uh, they're uh, they're doing things that aren't completely of God. You know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, let's go find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has an answer for it. You can still live in joy. You can still live in the covenant, and you can know what how to handle. So it so yes, they have a free will. He'll show you how to handle that. They don't have to be in unity with you. Uh, and you can learn differently. Okay, now let's talk about, about what it means. Well, first of all, go to Psalm 133. Okay. Uh, and this, by the way, uh, includes particularly our spouse, but everybody around us, ideally. But uh, how good and pleasant it is when what? Verse when 133. we dwell together in unity. I'm not there yet, but I know the verse. Yeah. So, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Keep going. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life yeah. forevermore. Yeah, uh, there is when you're dwelling in unity. So mm-hmm. that, um, uh, first of all, as a couple, he says, I've called you to oneness, unity, 100%, mm-hmm. all the time, every time. Um, work at it until you get there because where you do you discover my will which Mm -hmm. then I can deliver the blessing and think about what we've been talking about with the covenant is right I'm gonna bless you when when you when you walk into my will how do you do when you get to unity Mm -hmm. and when you dwell there you'll be in my in my will and I'll, I'll have blessing now he says it starts with you as a couple, and that's absolutely 100% all the time. So your priority right. is always that. Now, ideally, what do you do? Bring other people into that process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, bring your children. Right. Uh, they, they will be blessed if they come. Uh, bring your uh, uh, extended family if they have a heart to go. Bring your inner circle. Uh, bring your small group. Uh, bring other people that are in leadership with you in the church or your or your other ministries. Uh, and the bigger that that circle gets, but the key is you're dwelling in unity. In unity, Discovering right. God's will. And, and as a couple, see, God says, I prioritize that for you and make sure you live that way all the time, all uh, every mm-hmm. time. Invite others to that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have a heart to go, invite them in. If they don't, it doesn't prevent you from, from me giving you my will, even when they're doing stupid things or even when mm-hmm. they're opposing you or even when they're causing you trouble. I'm going to show you what life is like in the covenant, you know, given that. Which actually, by the way, in this section on peace, we're going to get to this specifically, this specific thing. Uh, what do we do with difficult people? Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that. Okay. Now, he says... Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you understand something about this. Go to Ephesians four uh, and read verses one to six. All right, hang on just a second. Ephesians four one through six says, "Therefore, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace." There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, 
one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, he says in the in the Greek there is work really, 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 really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Endeavor to keep the unity mm-hmm. of faith. In other words, with the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, so your unity, and this is really important for this couple, is it's not setting up a system. Mm-hmm. It's not setting up a hierarchy of, well, I'll consider you first, and then let's consider this kid second. Or, hey, there's times when we need to put the kids first and you second. In other words, whatever they want, I'm going to do, and you're going to be secondary. Right. Secondary. Right. No, 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 no. Uh, he says, work at the unity with the Holy Spirit, who, by the way, what? Knows mm-hmm. the blessing that he wants to deliver because he knows his will. So your unity is not with each other, interesting enough. Right. Um, it's not negotiating and setting up a system of, well, sometimes I'll consider the kids first or, the, or you first or me first or the friends first or the family first. He just, God says, just come and seek my will. I have an answer mm-hmm. for this situation you're facing, which involves your kids. Um, I have an answer for that. Um, let me show you what that is. And you stay with it until what? You are in unity together mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, and your spirit says what I call the holy yes. Mm-hmm. It's, yep, I confirm it. it I'm, in, I'm settled with it. I got it. You got it. We're in agreement. Let's go. And by the way, if you're not in agreement, you're not there yet, by definition. Right. And number two is, uh, I have a heart to pursue it, and I'll stay with it, including I can have my mind changed. I can see something else. I can see a new mm-hmm. a new piece of information until we both say, oh, there it is. There, There's the right. answer. And why? He said, because the Holy Spirit is one. He's in you. He's in your spouse. Mm-hmm. He, he can't give you two different answers. Um, it'll be it'll be one answer. Just stay with me, stay with me, stay with me uh, until I do. And so uh, you use that beautiful opportunity to get God's will. And, and what you do, if you're surrendering your will, you're not predetermining the answer. Right. So um, I haven't said, well, I want to. I think right. I think we should do this for our, our new daughter. Isn't that the way to go? And God says, well, wait a minute. Back up a step. And ask me what ask I have to say. Ask me what I have to say about it. And don't have any pre- presupposed answer yet. Let me guide you into it. You can share what mm. you think, share what you understand, what you thought is a good idea, no problem. But mm-hmm. don't hold on to it right. until both of you process through to where you see, ah, that's what you're, what you're doing because there I will command blessing. Okay, now go to Ephesians 5. Uh, this is cool. Okay. Um, and we just talked about, you know, that it ends with, you know, wives surrender to your husbands and husbands mm-hmm. love your wife. Uh, well, in Ephesians 5, 8, uh, it says, once you were in darkness, but now you're a light in mm-hmm. the Lord. Walk as children of light for the fruit of the spirit is goodness, righteousness and truth. Finding right. out what is acceptable to the Lord. Go to truth and you find mm-hmm. out the will. In essence, find out the will of God. Well, find out what God has to say. Okay. It says in... Uh, uh, verse 15, uh, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Do not be unwise, but understand what is mm-hmm. the will of the Lord. So right. the whole the whole section 
on husbands and wives is built around, uh, started in Ephesians 4, work really, really, really hard to get to unity, speak the truth in love, seek God's will, don't be angry, uh, be angry and do not sin, uh, uh, keep your speech uh, in a wholesome way, forgive each other, walk in the light, seek mm -hmm. God's will, walk in wisdom, seek God's will, surrender to each other. Uh, and when it says, wives, surrender to your husbands, it's saying, let your husband guide us into seeking God's will and don't seek your own. And mm -hmm. husbands, love your wife so that you pay attention to bringing her into unity and don't dominate her, but rather together go to God's will. So uh, the, the critical thing is there is no hierarchy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just together, who are you called to is, first of all, you and your spouse are one. Mm -hmm. And the decision making is, is really uh, the two of you, first and foremost. Where do you get wind up in, mm -hmm. in understanding God's will? And then, by the way, if you can, hey, bring in your children into that process. Uh, right. And let them see. The beauty of seeing God's will. I just had a, a yesterday, this is cool, uh, a guy was saying, would you pray? Uh, we're about ready to head on a vacation. We haven't settled anything yet. And we'd like to have God uh, pray that we have a good vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, okay, well, tell me about it. Well, we've been married uh, 25 years. We've got an 18-year-old and a 17-year-old teenager, boy and girl. Okay. Um, uh, where are you? Uh, we haven't done nothing we've done nothing okay so you want me to just pray that you just have a good vacation <laughs> I said well why don't you go seek God's will mm -hmm. what do you what do you mean well why don't you and your spouse process uh, what's important to you um, bring in your children into that discussion mm -hmm. uh, father what's in and I said just start sharing for you to have a grand vacation and think of you and your, and your wife and think of your kids, have them share what, what would be thrilling for me. Mm -hmm. what, what do we want to experience? I want to experience a special place. I want to have a great place on the beach or I want to do this or do that. Um, what would be special for you? And usually, by the way, it's around relationships. Right. I'd like us to have great times together. I'd like us to go... Uh, enjoy something unique, you know, and so now start processing it and everybody shares and then say, so what we heard everybody say is this, 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 and this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what are, what are some of the possibilities? I said, by the way, I said, do you have a budget? Right. <laughs> he said, he said, yeah, I do. But it, uh, so we're not, you know, we're not going to get in a jet to fly to Europe, but uh, uh, yeah, we can, there's a lot of cool places we could go and, and it's not, too oppressed. It's just, you know, I can be pretty substantial. Okay. Uh, now start talking about, hey, uh, junior, uh, you know, uh, boy, uh, what would be, what in your mind, what, what are you thinking of? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm thinking of Martha's Vineyard, or I'm thinking of, uh, you know, the uh, going down to New York City, or I'm, okay, great, let's put that on the list. Uh, mm -hmm. How about you? Let's put it on the list. How about you? Put it on the list. Now you start seeing, are there anything common? Uh, or uh, we could do this or this or this. Now, what do we do? Seek God's will. Mm -hmm. And Father, what do you have to say about that? And what do you help us understand about that? And which of these should we prioritize uh, to create the grand vacation that you already know the answer right. to? 
and we, when we dwell in unity, it'll come to a place of, of this is it, you know, and it's gonna, an ask, seek, and knock mode. So you, you come down to two or three alternatives that already kind of look pretty decent. He said, now you, husband, do some research. Mm-hmm. Uh, what hotels are available? What houses are available? What, what, how much does it cost? Uh, what is it like there? Uh, what could you do? Are there any restrictions? And you get some information. Mm-hmm. Then you come back and say, you know what, of all these three alternatives, the one that looks like the greatest, I just found this fantastic house at the beach and, and we can rent it for a week mm-hmm. and uh, look at this. And everybody would look at it and say, wow, yeah. If we can get that over what with these other ones, let's go do that. So see if you can put that together. And by the way, you try and, and maybe it shuts down because God doesn't open up the door. Mm-hmm. But together, you'll discover God's will. And when you find it, it'll be hallelujah. We, in unity, dwelled in unity. We all said mm-hmm. holy yes. And by the way, it'll be spectacular. Mm-hmm. And you didn't set up any hierarchy. Like, well, kids, what do you want to do? Let's do what you want. No. Or, hey, wife, what do you want to do? What do you? No. Together, together, together. And, and you right. and your wife had to have to be uh, the ones uh, solely responsible for that and then invite others into that process. Right. And you discover it. So you look at, you look at decision-making completely differently and not about how I think I should why don't you just go ask God and get the answer? Right. <laughs> so. That's beautiful. That's And that's so contrary to the way a lot of people naturally function in culture. So right. I love how you laid that all out yeah. beautifully. Yeah. So, and it's a good thing. And by the way, uh, and this is important, and I'll just show this by the way, and there's people that are uh, divorced that mm-hmm. get remarried and have children. Mm-hmm. Um, usually the allegiance is to the children because mm-hmm. you, you know the trauma they've been through. <laughs> And you don't want them to have any more trauma, so I want to make sure they're super happy all the time. And actually, when you get married, guess what? You now have come together as a couple. Mm -hmm. Your priority is seeking God together, and the kids can be invited into that, but not dictated. Um, So don't put them first. Rather, put them, include them in desire to seek God's will. And the two of you focus on I'm willing honey to work with you to get God's will because he knows every answer we got in all these right. sticky wickets that we're going to have with divorced kids it's, right. it's problematic yes but don't you decide the answer go to God and don't put them ahead of God basically that's really the issue is don't right. put anything ahead of God and God says well I know the answer why don't you come and ask me <laughs> so and can I just encourage listeners to regardless of whether you're sitting here and hearing this and you have two-year-olds and five-year-olds or you have adult children um this this principle holds the same this is something like we have since we have learned this we have really instilled this in our family and i wish that when they were young young that we had had started growing them up in this but i know families that do start them young to the level that they can participate in coming to unity they're not too young at any point to really begin to bring them in if you are modeling that and walking that together with your spouse you can begin to cast that vision for them and in baby steps bring them into what that looks like so that they literally spend their entire life learning how to decision make by going to unity with god and the blessing that that is yeah um and then you know you get to this point and i've got teen and now i have 
all adult children. Anna's 18, so now I have all adult children. And what a gift to have adult children who understand how to pray through things and go to unity and just watch God work. It is a blessing, so it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And the uh, uh, aspect of, uh, by the way, and we'll just throw this in too, is that if you're single, um, then get uh, a close friend, an inner yes. circle, to join you in seeking God's will together and to assist mm-hmm. you. Because God said, I built it that way. I don't right. want you to do this alone. So right. ideally, if you're married, that's the best and, and foremost place to do it uh, as a starting point. But if you're single, uh, don't let that prevent you from having people around you that, that help right. you seek God's will. So we'll we'll pick this up again uh, further because we're, right. we're in this section on uh, stay in peace. And we're going to get into, by the way, uh, some how do you handle when there's difficult scenarios around you that are tending to cause you not to be at peace. And usually it's around this issue of decision making. Right. And That's things great. that are conflicting with people that are trying to get me to do something mm-hmm. that I'm not sure I'm supposed to do. What do I do with that? So we're actually going to talk about that. So keep awesome. keep uh, keep listening. This is really good good uh, opportunity to learn uh, some really cool stuff and, and uh, that was a great question all right well thank you so much thanks for joining us everyone i hope you found today as beneficial as i did yeah great reminders in there so thanks for all you share rich and your wisdom and the rest of you if you have questions keep sending them in questions at afjministry.com and we will um, be happy to address them we do so. yeah it's fun it's fun really fun okay we'll all see right. we'll see you tomorrow have a great day Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.